I hadn't dated Justin and I couldn't even remember how long. And so that episode inspired me to go on a speed date with Justin. Heck yeah. Right? I was le- I don't remember where I was leaving, but I called him and I said, hey, I haven't seen you all day. Do you want to go on a little speed date with me to on the border? Like, let's go have a margarita and some Mexican food. And we played the um, who, what, when, where, why that the Phil yeah, Gaines he told us about. about. He really enjoyed it. We did end... I, I asked a negative question, not intentionally, <laughs> but I was like, what are you worrying about in, you know, at your 29th year of life? And he was like, the fact that I'm still living in Kansas and all that I might amount to be is like a stay at home dad or something like that. And that for me hurt because yeah. I know he lives in Kansas because of me and my career. Yeah. And I also know that him being like a stay for me, the stay at home dad part, I was like, oh my God, like this is all breaking my heart because all the things that you want to do and like this all feels like you're doing it for me. Um, And so I got really quiet and I sat there in silence. Today, Friday. Today. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Chris and I wanted to talk about last week we interviewed the Phil Greens. They were on Monday's episode. This last Monday. It was mm. about dating. I don't remember the episode name. Do you remember the episode name? Yeah, it was like something like thriving in your marriage and career. Something like that. Yes, I think you're right. So that whole episode surrounded this conversation around dating and while we were recording it, we were realizing how good at communicating, like the communication's a skill. And so next Monday's yeah, for sure. uh, episode is with Tim and Lizzie Davis, and it's all about communication and like improving your they communication are amazing, in your relationship. They are amazing, by the way. They are so much fun. Aren't they? Yeah. I'm like, they, sh- they shock, the knowledge shocks me. She texts me afterwards. She was like, sorry, I turned that into a psychology conversation. And I'm like, well, that's kind of what we do here. Is like yeah, talk about kind of loved every moment of it. Yeah, like teach me all the things that you know. So we realize not everybody has like great communication skills, and mm-hmm. like even that even goes for like us. Like sometimes I can be oh, good totally. at communicating, other times I suck at it. And Danny and Phil from Monday's episode are really good at it. They would say they aren't, but like even just hearing them. And so we wanted to talk about that it's okay if you don't feel like you're there, right? Is that how you would describe this, like the root of this conversation? Yeah, I think I think it's easy to hear last Monday's episode and hear them interact and hear them share the way that they approach their marriage and the way they interact with one another in their marriage. I think it's easy to hear all that and go like, well, they're Chip and Joanna Gaines. Like it just feels so far off and so unattainable. And like, so not normal um, in the sense that like people struggle with communication and they've obviously put in the work to get better at communication. So I think people can hear that and be like, well, that's not real life. Like, that's not how my relationship or marriage is. Yeah, exactly. Or, 
Yeah. It just feels unattainable or like that's like the 1% of people and, or maybe feel like a failure because their relationship isn't there potentially like, you know? Yeah. We also got into this other conversation you and I did, I think prior to or after an episode, maybe it was right before Tim and Lizzie's episode. And we were talking about just how hard marriage is and like how a lot of people might not even be ready for like what they're about to get into. And because like there's something that shifts, even if you've been living together, even if you've been dating for a while, there's something that shifts when you make this commitment to your person and you know, you're like locked in it. Uh, Obviously you can get out of it, but like you just made the biggest commitment that you've made to one another. There's something that shifts that it's just like, I feel like there's more fighting. I feel like there's more arguing. Uh, It's just like, it's weird, but it gets real really quickly. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys experienced that, but I know Lara and I definitely did. Oh, totally. I I was at the doctor the other day and I was like getting blood work done just to make sure that like I'm okay. I'm like very fatigued sometimes that time of the month I Mm. get very fatigued. So I was getting blood work done and my doctor was like, um, you know, asking me about like my, sexual activeness I suppose is a good Mm -hmm. way to put it and um I told then we like I was like yeah I'm married and we're you know thinking about children and family and she was like how long have you been married and I told her a year and she was like oh the worst is behind you she was like year seven sucks (laughs) and I'm like I've heard of the seven year itch but literally everybody has this unanimous like decision not decision you comes to the same conclusion about year one of marriage that it sucks and like I would 100% agree with that. And I would not have thought that given the fact that Justin and I have been together for eight years, not eight years. That's way not right. We've been together for six. (laughs) A long time. (laughs) We've been together for six years. We lived together for six years, I think before we got married, maybe five. And so I didn't think year one would suck. Like what more, what, like what's going to be different, you know, but like truly like you guys have already been doing it, you know, Yeah. like you've already been living together, living life. Yeah. Exactly. And it was hard. And so given how great Monday's episode is and how feel good it is, and there's so much information to take from it, we wanted to echo that like, it's okay if you don't feel like you're there because like marriage is hard. Year one is hard. Chris, you're in year five, six, seven. We're in year seven. Oh, you're in the seven year itch year. Yeah. And what is the seven year itch? Is it just like, you're like looking around like, I'd sure like to marry that person. Or is it just like you get like impatient or, or what? Honestly, I thought it was like looking at other people like, or like grass is greener type of thing. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to look it up cause I'm actually not sure. Yeah. Look it up. I know. I mean, I was telling you right before this episode, like, um, I've been a really shitty husband <laughs> lately. Like, and as I say lately, like just over the last couple of weeks, like I just have not been very kind and, um, I tend to be very, how do I want to put this? I mean, I could probably just ask Lara. I, she might, she might be doing schooling right now with Sterling, but I just am not a patient person. And sometimes my responses are not said in the most loving way. And they're said harshly or, you know, whether they're directed at Lara or at the kids. And like yesterday, she's been saying this thing over the past couple of days. And so she's repeated it a couple of times. So I'm like, okay, this is real. This isn't like a little like jab or a little like joking thing. Like if she's bringing it up more than once, but she said like, you just haven't been very nice to me. 
And she like that hurts me more than her saying like you're being a dick. Mm-hmm. Like there's something about saying like you haven't been nice and like that's a very kind way to put that. Like that's not saying it in a rude way. It almost be not as hard to hear it in a harsh way. I'm going to give you a real life scenario. One of them is our kids, for whatever reason, love to go into our room and watch shows in our room. That's fine. Not a big deal. You can do that. But they take their snacks and they will eat in our room on our bed. And then we get crumbs on our bed. And I cannot tell you how many times I've told them, do not do this. Do not do this. Please do not eat in our room, on our bed. This is not your room. I don't want crumbs in our bed. And I'm even kind of getting a little heated about it now. But like, this just very frustrating. So, the other day, after I had already probably said this three days in a row, I walk in and I see them doing this. And then I see Lara, who is also in there, just sitting there on her phone, being fine with it. And so at that point, let me walk you through my thought process. I looked at that and then I looked at my wife and I went, she knows how much this bothers me like uh, this. And so right now I'm feeling very disrespected and feeling like she does not care about my requests, which I feel like is a normal request. Like I don't want crumbs in my bed. It's gross. It's nasty. It feels gross on your legs when you're laying in bed. So I'm feeling very disrespected and then I lose it. And I yell at the kids and I'm like, how many freaking times do I have to tell you guys not to eat in our room? And I like go off about it because we're on day, this is day four in a row of this happening. And then that was an instance where I did not respond kindly because I was so tired of saying the same thing over and over again. Well, then Lara and I got into it and I told her like, hey, I feel very disrespected. I don't feel like you care. Like, I know this may seem silly to you, but... Like you ask me to not do things and then I don't do them. And so this is like a common theme that's, that we'll run into to where I will ask things repeatedly over and over and over and over again. And then when Larry doesn't back me up on them, it feels like I'm being undermined or not supported or like my desires or things don't matter. So anyways, that's a whole lot, but that's yeah. a really real example. Well, yeah. That just has been happening. And that does sound like that's like something that you, Tim and Lizzie's episode, re-listening to it, may like really be helpful because I'm thinking of like you guys probably need to sit and have a conversation about um, like just backing each other up even if you don't agree with each other. Yeah. And like that goes both ways, I'm sure. But like talking about how can we do this so that like the kids don't know that like like you guys want to approach things in front of them like you're on the same page and then have your battles privately if like totally she doesn't agree with the she's like the crumbs is not a big deal like let's let it go or whatever you guys can figure that out privately but yeah i think putting on that front that you're on the same page i think that's like a very foundational thing in a relationship in general is to want to feel supported And like Justin has said that to me always, like, I just want to feel like you support me. I just want to feel like this. I just want to feel like you think my ideas are good. Like just feeling like validated, I think can be a very core foundational pillar in a relationship is like feeling supported and validated today. He was like, you're so nice to me. And I was like, I am. I feel like you're (laughs) so nice to me today. 
And I think that, and I said, I think it's because we both, like, I feel like he's supporting me. Like he brought me food today. He like cooked food while I was like running around like a psycho. And he just was like being very supportive of my busy day and not like making me feel bad for being busy, which is something that in the past he's done is made me feel bad for being busy. And he's not, he's just being supportive. And in return for me feeling like he's supporting me, I'm like extra supporting him and like making him feel appreciated. And this is like day two of how great that feels. And you know, and I'm sure oh, I've yeah. like mentioned here, like our relationship is not rainbows and butterflies. It's just good today, you know? Like yeah. it's yeah. not, I wouldn't say it's normally, we don't have like the best track record. Um, we often don't see eye to eye, but I also think that's part of marriage. Like yep. it is a constant battle to like be on the same page constantly. So like, I, let me ask you a question. Do you and Justin normally, like, let's say, let's say you guys decide we're going to clean the house today. And do you, the way that you would clean the house and the way that Justin cleans the house, would they align? Like Not in the way all. that you start in the nope. room that you start nope. in? Do you start outside? You, like, so, nope. okay. So you guys decide we're going to do this. And then do you guys both share your opinion on how you think it should happen? And then does that cause an argument? Is one of you more vocal than the other? About like your opinion as to how it should go. We're both pretty opinionated. We're both opinionated and we're both pretty stubborn. Um, I'll tend, well, I'll say I tend to take the passive role. He would say he takes the passive role. So again, (laughs) (laughs) I think that we both like give is really what I think that comes down to. But okay. he, like, for example, if we're going to go clean that, clean the house and we agree, I will clean and like start cleaning on my own because I think like we divide and conquer. I like that. Yeah. He doesn't believe in divide and conquer though. He believes that if we're working on something, we should be working on it together. Oh so my like, God, that is Lara. I'm going to do that the is dishes she is. and I'm like, you go, to the other side of the living room and pick up the living room and i'm like divide conquer he says no you're doing the dishes so i'm gonna also do the dishes with you like we're going to move throughout this together and it drives me crazy so he he needs he needs it more than me so recently probably a couple months ago we got in a huge fight when we were packing and we said we're gonna pack so i started packing and then he's like what are you doing Like, you're not even like here with me. And I'm like, I'm packing and you're packing. And he's like, no, we pack together. So I'm starting to have to vocalize the thoughts that are going on in my head because he vocalizes everything. He also jumps to conclusions Uh, with things like he will jump to like, like I vocalize or I don't vocalize. I internalize what I'm doing. I'm going to go pack Justin. I I assume he's also going to go pack. Mm -hmm. He has different expectations in his mind that he doesn't speak on. And then I don't meet his pretend expectations in his mind that he's expecting me to do. Cause I don't know that he's expecting me to do them. Does that all make sense? It I feel like I'm running around sense. a lot of circles nope. cause there's a lot of things happening in these situations, yes. but he has, this is all the relationships in his life. People upset him when they don't meet his expectations that he hasn't spoken 
So like he'll get upset that someone that he's hanging out with didn't do like they were on their phone and also talking to this person at this time when he had the expectation that it was just like them together, but they didn't know that was the expectation. Man, I'm for having example. all of these like realizations. Ugh. I think the question that I asked myself last night, because we had a conversation about this, I think we were laying in bed and I, I joked about something and she was like, that wasn't kind. And I was like, I was joking. Like that was a joke. And she's like, well, it didn't feel like a joke to me. Oh, yep. And that's so, Justin joking and me saying, no, that's not a joke. Yeah. Like I think I had made, <laughs> I think it was a joke about like her finding a new husband or something like that. Like it was, it was totally a joke. Oh, absolutely but a joke. Okay. Yeah. To her, like it, I, I've made that joke before and maybe that joke was, not funny the first time it's definitely not funny even more you know the second or third time so i just started like laying down like i was so we had a little conversation i was just laying there and then that's when she started talking to me about like you know you haven't been very kind lately uh you're not nice to me or you and then i was like what does that look like can you like tell me what being nice to you looks like because here's what i think nice looks like and she's like well i don't think that that's what nice look like looks like and so and so I was like, well, can you describe how I'm not nice? And she was, and a lot of it had to do just with my attitude. And she like, it, it's so hard to hear things about yourself sometimes. Like when someone's like, this is the way that you are and you hear it and then you know it's true. Like, and then it's a really sucky thing to hear it again. And you already know that that's the way that you are, but you're actively working on changing it. And you're like, yeah. oh, I know, like I'm working on it. Yeah. Like how does someone even change? So the things that she brought up, she was like, you tend to be really negative. Like you always have an opinion about something and you always voice your opinion. And I was like, well, yeah, I don't know how to not do that other than just like shut up. But like, I have lots of opinions about lots of things, faith stuff, uh, photography stuff, everything. Like I literally, there's not a thing that I don't have an opinion about someone I can have an opinion about anything. Lara's very much not that way. Or if she has opinions, she keeps them to herself and she really doesn't say them. Same. Um, Justin and I just you, like Lara vomit them all out. Yeah. They're just out all day long. And I so then Ju I was like, I tell Justin all the time. I just need you to not say it. Cause I don't want to hear it because when you say it, it affects me. And I think I need to fix it or I can't fix that opinion that you have. Or I need to, Re reframe your mindset about said person or you know whatever the case is and I'm like I just need to not hear them because I don't want to feel like I need like you're not happy or this or that you know anyway, so that's my perspective I'm just like I'm sitting here thinking and I'm like I need to find a way to like shift some of these things so number one my negativity I'm pretty negative like I, I am that surprises and me I, I know I'm negative well and it's it's like, I'm trying to think. They're like little things that they're like micro negativities that you wouldn't think. Like, they're not like, I'm. it's not like I'm like, oh my God, this is the worst day ever. It's it's like little things. I'm trying to think of one. Well, like Justin, this might be, like mm. he has strong opinions on faith. And if he see here's something that he deems as blind 
I guess. Uh, it will send him into a frustrated narrative on that person's like blindness. Yeah. And he's like so frustrated. And I see that as negative because I'm like, this is impacting your life for literally no reason. That was a TV show, you know, for example. Right. But it was a negative, like his tone of voice, his yes. belief, yes. and it's unnecessary that I deem whenever he's doing. I'm like, this This is just bringing me down. Oh, okay. I have something. Yes. Okay. I, I can totally relate to that. That triggers. So cool. Cannon's dog food. Cannon likes to eat it a certain way. We like wet his dog food and then we like mix it with like, like, like a canned food. Mm -hmm. Um, and so he only eats it a certain way. Well, Lair's been making his food in the morning just because she's been getting to it and I will see it and I'll comment on it. I'll be like, that should be a little more wet. Like that's negative. Like my mind immediately went negative. And so it's not like it's micro in the sense that like it's, it's mixed with, I don't feel like it's blatantly obvious unless they stack on each other over and over and over and over and it's over like again. You're not all doing day. like for her, she's not doing it right. She's not, but doing my this negativity right. is mixed in with like a desire, like a need to get my opinion mixed into it. And so the negativity is like almost mm -hmm. always, and I'm processing as I'm saying this, it's like almost always centered around. That's not how I would do it or that's not the right way or yeah. And so that's how they kind of compound. So I'm like sitting here thinking maybe I need to give Lara a buzzer and like give her permission to like, Hey, anytime I say something negative, like buzz it so that I can begin to like become aware of these things that I'm doing. And, or maybe if I want to go on a rant, like I need to record my rant on my phone because Lara doesn't need to hear it. Like it's just going to affect her. Just like you said, like with Justin, it affecting you. Mm -hmm. So maybe I can like record them go off. And then at the end of the day, listen to all of my rants and realize how ridiculous I sound. And then maybe I'll want to stop. Ranting that's not less. a bad idea. Maybe. I don't know. That's not, a, that's not a bad idea to work that out because my mind, before you said re listen to them, it's like, it goes to remember when we had that conversation about like how I'm trying not to gossip and talk shit. Oh yeah. 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 And I had that realization leaving a gathering that every time we would get in the car, if something frustrating happened, we would like just talk about that frustrating event. And then yes, I realized that I one that. day we left and I said, we didn't do it. Like, I'm like, let's not do it. Like, let's not put it out in the world. And then a couple of days later, we remembered that that frustrating thing happened but we didn't remember what it was. We just knew something frustrating, uh, but we never put it out in the world. So we never got upset. Yeah. We didn't dwell on it. So that's where my mind goes when you say like, I'll still rant, but it's like, what if you just fought that urge to not rant? Be like, I'm about to go on a rant. Is this rant necessary for someone else to hear? I just want to be, I mean, I truly do want to be the best version of myself and you know, like you're, when you're talking about the seven year itch, I think we've just been voicing our opinions more specifically. Lara has been voicing her opinions more, which is good because for the longest time she's, she tends to just take a backseat and not say what she's thinking. And so it has been good to have her challenge me and to say these things because I, then I'm confronted with like who I am and how I really act. And, you know, I don't want to be that way. And anyways, we're having this whole conversation to like, 
say marriage is tough. Like it, it's not easy. Like you're taking two people who have different viewpoints and different opinions and different ways that they clean the house. And then you're like trying to make a life out of it. And if, two, if these two people aren't committed to like working on the marriage, then it's going to be really, really, really difficult to have longevity and to even make it. Cause the ads, the odds are stacked against you. Absolutely. That seven year itch is by Wikipedia. They say it's a popular belief, sometimes quoted as having psychological backing that happiness in a marriage or a long-term romantic relationship declines after around seven years. So that's where it comes mm. from. Um, okay. On working on it and working on your marriage, like the reason that we wanted to bring this up is because I feel like we don't talk about it because we are like more of a wedding podcast and we want you to be inspired upon leaving and today I hope you are inspired as well that like with work like you can be happy but also know that like the divorce rate there are more divorces than there are successful marriages like what is it it's like 60% of marriages end in divorce Mm -hmm. I'm gonna look it up yeah the the odds are definitely stacked against anyone that enters into this like a partnership with someone. Um, and that's simply just because of human nature. Like it, it it's not easy. Uh, but it okay. does it, go ahead. Well, it's kind of all the statistics you can find different statistics, but, um, almost this one says almost 50% of all marriages in the United States will end in divorce or separation. So like you have a, you are your marriage when you get married at the moment has a 50% chance of surviving. So like if you're in a room with 10 people, five of those people have been divorced. Wow. You're in a room with one other person. Think about that. Yeah. It's crazy. So knowing that listening to these episodes, figuring out how you can improve your marriage and knowing that like these, the episode we recorded on Monday, excuse me, the episode we released on Monday with the Phil Greens on like thriving in your marriage and your career is, has this like underlying message about continuing to date your spouse. And then the episode that we're releasing next Monday with Tim and Lizzie Davis is about like continuing to improve your communication with your spouse. Mm -hmm. And so with those two things, although they're not about wedding planning, they're both about like working to improve your marriage and Maybe you're at a point right now where you, like me, when we were recording that episode with the Phil Greens, I hadn't dated Justin and I couldn't even remember how long. And so that episode inspired me to go on a speed date with Justin. Heck yeah. Right? I was le- I don't remember where I was leaving, but I called him and I said, hey, I haven't seen you all day. Do you want to go on a little speed date with me to on the border? Like, let's go have a margarita and some Mexican food. And... He was like, sure. So he just got dressed really quick and I picked him up and we went and it was like super low pressure. We played the um, who, what, when, where, why that the Phil Greens told us about. He really enjoyed it. We did end. I I asked a negative question, not intentionally, (laughs) but I was like, what are you worrying about in, you know, at your 29th year of life? And he was like, the fact that I'm still living in Kansas and all that I might amount to be is like a stay at home dad or something like that. And that for me hurt because I know he lives in Kansas because of me and my career. Yeah. And I also know that him being 
like a stay for me, the stay at home dad part, I was like, Oh my God, like this is all breaking my heart because all the things that you want to do. And like, this all feels like you're doing it for me. Um, and so I got really quiet and I sat there in silence. And then I said from next Monday's episode that's coming out with Tim and Lizzie, she had made a little nugget comment about the story I'm telling myself. Do you remember that? Yes. So she said, approach it with and say the story I'm telling myself because you're taking blame for whatever you're perceiving oh my they God. tell you. This is so crazy that you are literally like you took the advice of one episode and then it later, like moments later, you took the advice of another episode, yeah. like guest. Yeah. So I sat there. I'm telling myself this awful story in my head of Justin doesn't want to be with me. Justin's not happy. Like I have made his life awful and you know he's living here instead of like california or whatever insert amazing place and i started getting really down on myself and then i remembered that comment lizzie made and so i told him instead of saying what so you're not happy or like jumping the gun i collected myself and i said the story i'm telling myself is that i am making you unhappy and you living here is making you unhappy and you wish like you had a different life. Like that's the story I'm telling myself. And in turn, he said, no, not at all. That is not what I mean at wow. all. Wow. Then he clarified and what he was able to then communicate better because he realized that I'm misunderstanding what he means. And he said, I just always thought I would be you know, in the special forces in the military, you're like making a cure for cancer because he's incredibly intelligent. Like I always thought I would be doing something great. Like at, as a teenager, I thought I was going to be like a monumental doing things, changing, changing people's lives. And I'm yeah. living in Kansas, potentially going to be a stay at home dad. And he was like, it's me working through that my life has taken a complete shift that I never in a million years anticipated. Like I never thought wow. I would still be here. And he was like, I'm happy. I like this life. I'm just worried and struggling with that internally. And then I realized it was That's a completely me. different story. Exactly. To what you were telling yourself. Exactly. So Holy I took crap. both How of these things. How crazy is that? I know. I know. I'm like so proud of you that you remembered that like <sighs> in split seconds and just like put it to use. Like I'm thinking now, like I really need to remember that and teach Lara that like, Hey, there's this thing that exists. Like if you ever are doubting or you're ever telling yourself a story, like tell me what that story is. And I can, I'd love to clarify or same thing. Like I need to try to like clarify stories with her too. Cause there was something that she said last night that really hurt me. Maybe it was during the day. It really hurt my feelings. And that doesn't happen too often, but I can almost guarantee you that the story that I was telling myself was not what she was trying to communicate. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Honestly. And you just, that's such a gentle way of being able to get something clarified. And it, this all stemmed from us like also trying to date. So like I have, we have been like trying to date. So like we went to like Barnes and Noble because we had some time to blow and we were like, well, let's go do this and this and this. And normally I wouldn't do that or think of it as intentional time. Another thing we're doing, you guys, this is all from these episodes that I'm like inspired to do these like every night we have been playing a like half round of phase 10 card game. Oh, nice. And I go to bed every night 
spending special time with Justin and then we wake up the next day and like I think in part that's also why we're not fighting because he's feeling like we're spending like good time together like some yeah because for him a big thing was like I feel like I just I'm your afterthought or like I get your leftover time but yep you're like you're giving him time but then you're also like calling it what it is like you've redefined date night like date moment in your mm-hmm. mind and so for him too it's like hey let's have a speed date so you're calling it this that's really cool yeah like, to see all that play out with you guys yeah it's been really cool so on the flip side Larry and i have uh i have not incorporated any of that <laughs> and <laughs> no. probably need to the other day i was like hey let's go to uh the monarch and she was like oh my god is andrew home is he gonna watch the kids are we gonna have a date and i was like oh that's probably a really good sign that it's and i started thinking like man it's been a minute like and we have been fighting a lot more like we notice like when we are fighting more, it's probably because we have not spent like quality time together. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy how that works. Turn the TV off, man. I know. Turn the I TV know. off, pull out a game, pull out. A, we're also reading a book together. Well, the other, so I have been implementing just, and this is very fresh, like, but like over the last, like, Hey, we need to like turn off the t- the TV 30 minutes before we go to bed. And we like just laid there. We couldn't fall asleep, but we weren't playing with our phones. And so we just started talking and goofing off and like making jokes and mm-hmm. stuff and, mm-hmm. and little things. But it's like we had like a mini date just laying in bed trying to go to sleep. Yeah. But it's crazy if you'll just put the phone down, put the screens away, like what can happen? Yeah. I think that something worth bringing up is that it's normal to question if your relationship is okay. And it's normal to question like have the like if you have the thought of like are we like should we still be in this like should we still be in this relationship right I think it's normal because I've talked to a lot of people recently and I'm not the only person that's ever had that thought cross my mind like are we actually good together I feel like might be the question like is this actually working insert similar question here and I think it's normal that people say that and I don't think that, that I think there's like a stigma around like you know, you think that your relationship is the only relationship failing. And it's like, Mm -hmm. you're not failing. You're just like, what is that saying? I'm working through it. Like falling forward. Yes, exactly. You're falling for, you're questioning something so that it gets better. If you don't ever question it, you get complacent. If you don't ever challenge it, you get complacent. Well, by you even like questioning it or challenging it, you're giving it attention. Whereas you could just neglect it and not question it. Yeah. Be like, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about it. And then there's no progress that's made. Basically TLDR of this episode is marriage is hard. Relationships are hard, but that's normal. And you just have to be willing to continually put the work even after the wedding day, like even after year one, even after year seven, even after whatever mile marker you hit, like you're gonna, and not just you, both of you are going to have to put in the work, have intentional conversations, all of that, all of that kind of stuff. Like it's a lifelong process. And I think people get tired and they leave marriages because they're tired of putting in the work. I mean, everyone has like, that's an oversimplification. That's not why everyone gets a divorce, but like people getting bored, feeling like the romance is gone. Like those are things that you can definitely fix. There are other reasons and other things like abuse and stuff. Like obviously, you know, those would be very hard to fix. And there's a lot of other things, but like, it's like the maintenance work, right? Like you have to put maintenance work in on your car. You got to get the oil changed. You got to get the tires rotated. You got to do all these things. Um, Cause if not, 
you know, you're going to have really bigger problems down the road. Your engine's going to fall out of your car or something like that. Absolutely. I think that uh, that's all such, such a good point. I think the maintenance work isn't something, it's like a house. Okay. You get excited to buy a house and Mm -hmm. you're, you go from renting, you're going to buy, everyone tells you it's a lot of work. You're like, yeah, I know it's a lot of work. Like I'll I'll mow the lawn. It's fine. But it's the weekly maintenance so that it doesn't all pile on to a point that it's overwhelming and now your house is falling apart, but you don't have enough time to work on the trees, work on the siding, work on the gutters. Like you don't have time to do all today. Our fucking, I don't know if I've ever said that word on this podcast. Our, our fridge started like, it's not super cold anymore. And I'm like, what do I do about that? I have a tree that needs to be removed in my yard. Who do I call for that? The other day, yeah. we found caterpillars in our tree. It's maintenance. Yeah, Justin was that, telling me about the caterpillars. Oh, my at, God. It was we such a task. But it's like we've ignored those things because we didn't realize that those were also things that needed to be tended to in uh, our house buying. Yeah. And so we only mowed the lawn. You know, we yeah. didn't pay attention to the other parts of our home ownership or your marriage, you don't pay attention to the other things. Like you're like, yes, I'm getting the dishes done, but wait, I'm not dating my spouse or right, like, yes, we're going on dates, but we're not talking during our dates. We're just going to a movie, mm, which again, that's fine too. If you want to do that, but. And it's no one likes getting their oil changed. Like no one is like excited to go get their oil changed, but they're, they like feel amazing even after they get their oil changed. I watched the Phil Green story the other day and I don't know if you saw them talking about like they were going to have like this little date day and the, and, and uh, Cam wasn't super excited about it. He's like, I know I'll be excited about it later, but right now I'm not. Like, it's okay. Do it anyways. You're not going to be excited about every date moment, but like I think afterwards you will feel better. Mm-hmm. People have off days sometimes. Mm-hmm. This went longer than I think we intended it to. but It did, but it was I good. Think it was good. It was it needed. It was good. You guys, you've, if you haven't yet, you've got to check out Monday's episode with the Phil Greens. I think it's episode 37, 38, 38. episode 38 with the Phil Greens. Um, it's helps with dating, marriage, career. And then episode 40 will be with Tim and Lizzie Davis on communication in your marriage. And that one's incredible. Oh, so good. It's so much fun. So little preview, actionable advice things that you can take obviously since I had some revelations too but know that it's not always easy marriage is hard like Chris said at the beginning of the episode the odds are against you but as long as you work on it maintain it change the oil mm-hmm. you'll be more fulfilled you'll be more fulfilled so go into this weekend have a speed date with your partner if you're not married that's okay you're engaged you're dating someone go spend intentional time with them go have a speed date go ask who what where when why And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. 